You're listening to the Yukon Chi Alpha podcast. We're so happy to offer you sermons, interviews, and just spiritual content to help you grow closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, welcome to Chi Alpha's new show on our Chia called, um, we're calling it Meet a Husky. So I have a good friend of mine with me today. Um, uh, his name is Dr. Jonathan Clawson. I believe he's, in the, he's a biologist. And so I'll let him introduce himself and his family to you guys. And then we just, we're going to do five questions and we're going to hopefully learn some things about um, following Jesus from Dr. Clawson. So what's up, John? Okay. Uh, so I'm uh, Jonathan Clawson. I'm an associate professor in molecular and cell biology. I've been doing this for eight years. Uh, so, uh, and uh we came here from uh, Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin, and before that, uh, Edmonton, Alberta is where I did my PhD, and I'm from the west coast of Canada originally, so I'm on the wrong ocean in the wrong country, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, like Gil said, uh, I got uh, uh, my wife and kids are here with me. I got four kids, and uh, a couple of my best friends with Gil's kids, so that there's the connection right there. They're, 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 all, they're all lovely. Yeah, so we camp together, and our kids run around on your property and get in trouble. True, it's it's all true. Yeah, I come over and nerd out on your turkeys, and it, 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 my kids only sort of realize that Gil's in the backyard staking out the turkeys and says, "Oh, look, there's a giant owl in the backyard." Oh yeah, that's not, that was a deer. I almost shot a deer that day too, which was a bummer. But that's near here, near there, that I didn't get to pull back on him. Um, so, yeah, so the first question we ask everybody, Jonathan, when they come up to our table is, what is your favorite cereal? Favorite cereal? I don't eat cereal, like, at all. Is there a Canadian cereal that we wouldn't know about? Uh, I don't think you guys have Pro Stars down here, but that's going way back. I like Wayne Gretzky on the cover of the box and... Yeah. Do you do like oatmeal? Is that something you do? Oh no, none of that stuff. I I, I feel like it's just it's too much for me. Too, I have to eat too much to fill up. It's, it, it's it doesn't work. Nice. That's awesome. All right. So when did you like um? Tell us a little bit about your your journey as a Christian through academia. So like, did you were you raised a Christian? Like, how did you get with your background and any, anything you want to tell me about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was raised a Christian uh, in, in uh, uh, really from a pretty young age. So uh, we were heavily involved in our church and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I grew up in a, a Baptist church in Canada, which means something totally different from a Baptist church down here. Um, so the, but it, it was for Canadian standards, it was fairly conservative uh, and, uh, I think my family faith background, uh, um, my dad's fully Mennonite, which means uh, he wasn't one of the buggy driving kind, but you, you kind of have like that sort of tradition. So uh, I think you grow up in that. And so the, the, the forms are important and the, the rule following is important, that kind of stuff. And so a lot of my growing up was figuring out how to, how to separate the cultural stuff from what's actually legit faith stuff. And, and uh, I think my church, 
growing up was super influential in that. And um, particularly the old people in the church, they're pretty awesome. Uh, and it's community is a lovely thing, right? They sort of guide you through a greater diversity uh, of thought and ideas than what your sort of home pod is. So, so that was, uh, uh, that, that was real meaningful. Um, and then we had, uh, I was involved in, in music leadership uh, in our church from a real young age. So I was sort of doing the, the and this is a church that's now like thousands of people. It was hundreds of people at the time. Uh, but uh, about 17, I was formally doing the leadership of that sort of stuff and sort of went through the worship wars and stuff. So kind of saw all that, which is was weird, but but I think being able to do leadership stuff was uh, important for my faith because it caused me to to sort of process at a deeper level why are we doing all this stuff, mm. and that 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 stemmed also into sort of college and career type age. Uh, I did intervarsity at, at my university and all those sorts of formative things, uh, doing leadership roles through the music through other stuff um uh, uh, and 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 all that stuff continues now so i i lead worship at my church we go to stores community so uh that the all that stuff sort of continues um so um the, the other piece to some of that uh and with the ac- academia part so um i mean obviously i'm an academic so that means i'm a total nerd right uh I approach things at, at sort of the, the, the thinking intellectual level. And so um, uh, when going through that, uh, that part of your faith journey where you're like, well, what's, what's real about this? Why do I do this, right? Why, uh, where's the meat to this? Um, uh, accessing some of these older mentors, uh, sort of going back in our faith tradition and, and especially because I was trying to separate the cultural stuff from the real stuff, right? Trying to find stuff outside of my cultural box, right? So going back to the older um, uh, sort of great voices of the faith, right? So so it starts with like the C.S. Lewis kind of stuff and then sort of moves on past that and you start going further back and reading the church fathers and things like that. Uh, and all of that was really influential to me, especially in that sort of like 17 to 22 type window uh, when I was sort of setting out to do stuff. And, and, and the other part, uh, during that time, so, so my undergraduate degree was in, in biochemistry at University of Victoria. And um, at the end of my second year, uh, I started this program called the co-op program. So we'd go out every four months and work somewhere uh, in a company. For me, I worked a lot in government labs. Um, and and uh, I was moving all over Western Canada at the time. And so uh, each time you'd plug into a new church community, uh, some of them are more easier to access than others. Uh, living with people uh, that I'd been connected through, through church people. And so... Um, Again, acquiring this diversity of worldview and viewpoint, all within this Christian faith, um, and and all of that added a real richness and depth, um, and I think that's a lot of sort of what put me where I am today, faith-wise. Yeah, so it sounds like the, um, it's, I heard two things there. I heard the community of God is super important. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the elders of the church, like people that have been following God and long, like, it's a misquote. 
of Nietzsche, but that Eugene Peterson book, right? Long obedience in the same direction. Like Nietzsche's trying to say that God doesn't exist, but but Eugene uses it and flips it for us to say that like those are the kind of people we need to be around. Those people who have been through pain, walk through some doubt, walk through these things, and they still love Jesus on the other side of all those things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and it's cool now. I, I'm I'm at that point of life where it's flipped, right? Uh, 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 and so uh, that's cool too, in like a totally different sort of sense. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, all that stuff. Yeah. So one of our values in Chi Alpha is real community. So uh, it's really cool hearing you say that and the importance of. I would echo that. Like I actually one of the things that Lindsay and I do. I don't even think our students know this. We got messed up this year for COVID, but we uh, actually try to interview someone for our anniversary every year that's been married longer than us. And we have them over to dinner. And um, so that's our anniversary gift is like, we treat them to dinner to us because we want to grow and learn from them about what it means to love Jesus, you know? So usually it's elderly couples, you know, and they're yeah. 70s or 80s. Yeah, I, I think having that, like, when I grew up, I want to be like these people, right? Yeah. It's so inspiring, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, man. So as you think about those, um, so I know this one's going to be a less serious question. Awesome. Um, so I, I'm going serious, but less serious, you know, serious. That's kind of the, the plan here. Okay. So when you're, when you're not, people may not know, like you're, you're specialized microbiology, but you specialize in this particular, right, um, fungus or whatever that ants deal with, correct? That's your like main study? Yeah. Fungus growing ants. That's what we do. So you spend a lot of time digging in the dirt, looking for insects, even though you're not, you're not there for the actual insect. You're there for the, the fungus growing thing on the insect. So when you're not digging in the dirt or looking at cultures, what, what is something that um, brings life to you? Like what's something you do for fun that brings? So what do I do for fun? Uh, well, so, I mean, a lot of it is digging in the dirt. <laughs> Uh, I love doing the outside stuff and learning uh, uh, learning more uh, uh, about the the place where I live and and and, and working on that and we we got a big chunk of land uh, uh, and so trying to uh, working at at managing that and um, uh, like like I said before I'm a musician so uh, I can do I do a lot of that and that that's a great thing with with the kids because you can just pick it up for half a second and then put it down when you're needed. Uh, uh, and, and I still read a lot, fiction, nonfiction, the whole deal. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And we don't have time for it today, but I want to hear more about a 22 year old reading the uh, early church fathers. That's uh, I was CS Lewis in college, but like you, you have really went way, you're like, you're so much more advanced than me, man. It's awesome. Well. <laughs> <laughs> CS Lewis blew my mind as an atheist. I was like, what? Oh, I gotta think about that. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah. Um, so if you could um, give us just a, I guess maybe a sentence or a phrase as to why you think it's important to serve Jesus. do it in a sentence or a phrase man um our paragraph paragraph well i think fundamentally uh 
Uh, it's gotta be that the, the more the older I get, and the more I, I I experience and think about it, the more I realize how insufficient I am. Right, uh, and, and that's the whole sin piece. Right, uh, and um, for me, that that's something that's got to be dealt with, and I am so cognizant that I can't do it. So that, that for me is probably is the bedrock reason, right? Is that, that there's that need for, uh, for, uh, for redemption outside of myself. Right. Uh, and, and, and taking, making it not about me. It's gotta be not about me. Right. I got so much stuff going on, but none of that's going to save me. So it's gotta be not about me. That's awesome. Thanks for that. That's really good. So my last question, it's actually two, there's five questions and then we want your favorite verse. So okay. that's all it is. So the last question is this, um, what would you want these students to know about living for Jesus in a secular college environment where it often can feel like Christianity, Christianity is attacked sometimes where we work and live and um i think christian professors have a unique perspective on that so love to hear what you think yeah well it's sort of two responses to that i think um i mean so with with the christians being attacked thing i think uh uh i mean i'm a scientist right uh i work in ecology and evolutionary biology and the molecular cell piece it's all kind of all in there for what we do. And I think in the, the evolutionary side in particular, there's a stereotype that, that Christians are attacked. And, and I gotta say, I've not found that at all. There are people who are, are, are opinionated in their, as opinionated in their atheism as I am in my Christianity. Um, but that, it, I haven't found the antagonism there. Um, and so I think that one can live overtly in their faith. Not that, not that, not that I'm fronting it, right? Um, but at the same time, people know, right? Uh, and and so you can do that with confidence that your peers, even though they may not get why you do what you do, or they may not agree with what you think, that 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 they're at least accepting and tolerant of that, right? Um, the the second response to that is I think that one of the things about being a Christian in, in a campus environment is that I think it gives you a more genuine framing for doing a lot of things that that we want to do uh, it 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 in the sort of university environment. And so when we think about uh, activism or social justice or economic justice or, or these sorts of things, right? As a Christian, you come to these things with a, a different rooting than you coming to these things from a strictly secular position. And there's a lot of strength in that. There's a lot of grounding in that. And I think that it allows you to move in a way that is 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 
a little bit radical, but people look at it and they're like, yeah, like there, there's, you get it, right? And, and why, it, but in a deeper way, right? Like it's not, if, I think if you're engaging with these issues from a Christian perspective, right, there's a, there's a genuineness, there's, there's a, you at least have the, the opportunity, the grounding to not do it from uh, uh, sort of false fronting way to, to come to it or self aggrandization, right? Your first principles are, are, uh, are, are really strongly rooted in who Christ is, who we are in relationship to Christ, what that then means for everything else, right? What that means for all these different types of justice. What, what does love your neighbor actually mean, right? All this kind of stuff, right? So even though you're going through this academic experience, it's a fairly secular place, here, right? That 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 the the rooting that you have as a Christian is deeper, right? Mm-hmm. So that lets you engage with things at a deeper level. That lets you be more effective, and it lets you avoid some of the baggage that comes with it as you stay rooted. I mean, you screw up, right? Everybody screws up. Everybody's corrupted at some level, right? That the sin piece is always there, right? But the, the, the redemptive piece and the sanctification piece, right, is always pushing you further um, from that rooting. Uh, and that's super powerful, I think. Yeah, that was good. How did you say that again? That was so good. The rooting that grounded you. Yeah, the, the being grounded in your faith, right? Um, it, being rooted in your faith lets you get to these things that we tend to talk about uh, in term, uh, all the things we tend to talk about uh, in a deeper way, right? In, in, a, in a way that, that lets you avoid some of the pitfalls, some of the... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good. That was great, man. I love that perspective of too. And it's interesting. I so think... I know that some of our students have felt like they have been attacked. So it's interesting to you to hear from your perspective that, um, you know, there are reasonable people in the world that just don't know Jesus yet, you know, and when you can articulate that and stand firm in who he's called us to be, which I, so I know I've known you for years. So I know you do this. I know you walk in integrity and you're, you give people kindness, but you're also very intelligent and you're great at what you do. And so you do that for the Lord in a way that's, um, that stands out for them. It's hard for them to argue with who you are as a, as a believer. Cause you, you wear who you are on your sleeve, but you're also not, you're not like, you're not, um, I won't, I won't, I won't say that. You're not, you're not like, uh, you know, beating people with a Bible and being like, you're going to hell center, right? You're just saying, this is who Jesus is. And this is who I am. And science and faith can work together because God made it all. And um, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, it, I, th- I think it's important to say, though, right, like, uh, I'm a tenured white male professor, right? So right. There, are, there are privileged pieces in there. And, and part, of, part of my working out of my faith practically in the job that I do is that, that I, I got to be really deliberate about how I be involved in using that power and privilege uh, uh, for those who aren't, because there's, there's lots of people that aren't, right? And it may be that some of your students have experienced that lack of power and privilege, and so they get hurt by it more, right? Uh, and so it's my job to work against that. 
And, uh, so yeah. And I would yeah. say it's every Christian's job, especially you're right. We, we are both white male. We, you know, like we both have that. Um, there's, there's places where I don't have privilege because learning disabilities that I've had to fight through, but there's other places where obviously, you know, something simple, Jonathan, like when we were very first married, like they misdelivered a pizza. My wife called, we're living in, we're living in DC. My wife calls like, Hey, this is the wrong pizza. Like we ordered two pizza, you know, whatever it was, you know, and uh, they like hung up on her and I call, I call back. Right. And just use my, and I am aggressive, but I use my angry, you know, firm voice and just say, Hey, like, this is not cool. We need pizza. And they like, Oh, not only we'll, uh, we'll just, we'll give you your money back and we'll deliver you two new pizzas. Right. And just things like that. Like women sometimes aren't respected in the way, same ways that men are um, for whatever reasons. Um, and so I'm, I'm also very aware of that. So I thank you. Thank you for bringing that up and that privilege idea that I think that our, our students, even though they might be young, right. So if they're in your classroom, they can still be looking for areas to, in the way Jesus did, right, to bring people up to his level, saying, yeah. come follow me and stand up. I, I say it this way, speak truth to power, Yeah. right? That's the Christian call to speak truth to power, not to take power. Sometimes we get power, but if we, we need to speak truth to power, more is more importantly than whether we have the power or not, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing I'd add to that is that I think one thing that can be a little bit radical as Christians, right, is, is and I think that, and maybe, maybe this is, is my Canadian living in America thing, right, uh, is that I think that it's rare for people to put aside the power and privilege that they have to, to make space for those who don't. Right. And the Bible talks a lot about like, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the humble. Right. So uh, one way to interpret that is Jesus is saying you should aspire to be humble and meek and poor in spirit. Mm. And so I think it's a radical thing to do when you are in power and privilege to the extent that you can to move aside and make space for those who aren't uh, and be explicit and deliberate about that. And that doesn't mean that you 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 lessen who you are, but it, it's a conscious acknowledgement of how you're going to deal with that, uh, it, how that works out. So there's a um, so the the uh, the pastor of our church uses this metaphor about uh, uh, being being well diggers, and it's sort of this apocryphal tale of 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 uh, uh, of like an Australian cattle ranch and, and, and with a well in the middle of it, right? And, and, and it says that, there's, that the, uh, there's no fences around. And, and so sometimes there was no fences. Well, we just dig wells and people come, right? And I think it's a profound metaphor of, of being a Christian, being a Christian in culture, being a Christian in this privilege type situation, right? is you dig that well and people will come, right? And so that, I, th I think it's an important image to, to think of when we're living this out. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I think we're gonna leave the verse on that one. I think that was beautiful, man. So we're ready to close it out. Yeah. Uh, we are thankful that, uh, my, my family's personally thankful for you. 
um, and you know that. But but as a as a body of Christ, I'm thankful that you and your colleagues are there serving students, um, and and helping them to understand the the created world. Um, it's what you do, man. I think it's beautiful. Thank you for training students and um, and doing it for Jesus in a way that honors Him. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. And, and uh, thanks for doing this. And uh, yeah, uh, we love you guys uh, at a personal level, but I love the work that you're doing.